Greetings to you, my brothers and my sisters, in the name of Yahweh, the Father of our Savior and Master Yeshua. I'm so happy to be back again presenting the word to you. So we have come from a long way. We have come from Morning Gem on WhatsApp. And this month is my one-year anniversary. Proclaim Gospel, we are there for two months now. We are coming through on the five continents, the four corners of this globe. We are coming through in the past two months. I just want to give Yahweh a high note of praise and many of you are rejoicing with me. This is our ministry. Together we are sharing the gospel. We will look at the word blasphemy and get a definition from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. It says, Great disrespect shown to Yahweh or something holy. Something said or done that is disrespectful to Yahweh or to something holy. The act of insulting or showing contempt or lack of reverence for Yahweh. The act of claiming the attributes of a deity, irreverence towards something considered sacred. This is the dictionary meaning for blasphemy. And I think some of you may already know where I'm going with this topic. When a skydiver steps to the edge of the aircraft door and he jumps from the plane, he knows that there is no turning back. If you forgot your parachute, you are going down to a frightening death. There is no turning back, my brother and my sister. What a tragedy. But there's something even worse that can happen to an individual. Oh yes, it is far worse to come to the point of no return in your relationship with your heavenly father, Yahweh. Yet so many people around the world, millions upon millions of people, are approaching this very crossroad in their lives. And some of them don't even know that they have reached to the point of no return. Is it possible that you are one of them? What is the awful sin that could lead to such a fate? Why can't Yahweh forgive it? My brothers and my sisters, for you to understand this topic, stay tuned to Proclaim Gospel. We'll come back after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. The topic again is the point of no return. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we look at your word today, one that is so serious and involves the salvation of millions upon this earth. I pray that you will open our hearts, our minds, and our understanding. Give us receptive hearts, I pray, and help us to recognize that when you plead with us, your Holy Spirit is the only agent who seals us, and we ought to open up our hearts to Him. So I pray that those who are listening would open their hearts to your Holy Spirit's pleading and prompting. In your son's name, Yahweh, with thanksgiving. Amen. Is there such a thing as the sin that Yahweh does not forgive? Okay, well, let us look to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 31. It says, Every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. That is clear. The blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. And that also includes women or boys and girls 
You see, because once one has reached to the age of understanding and making a decision between right and wrong, you can in fact run away or push off the Holy Spirit that he returns no more. So then the sin that Yahweh cannot forgive is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. But what is blasphemy against the Spirit? Many people think that it is uh, the sin of murdering someone or cursing the Holy Spirit or committing suicide, even abortion. Many of them think that denying the Son of the Most High is also the sin against the Holy Spirit. And there are many or many others that people are saying is the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit, like worshiping idols and so forth. But what does the scripture say about blasphemy? That is the most important thing. I want to know what does the Bible say about blasphemy? So in Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, the Bible says that all kinds of sin and blasphemy will be forgiven. So none of the sins that I've said before in the opening is the sin that Yahweh cannot forgive. For Yahweh forgives every sin. Every sin Yahweh forgives. And it includes murder, suicide, abortion. But there's one particular sin that Yahweh does not play around with. And that is very serious. And many people all over the world are in danger already of having committed that sin. This is a very crucial and critical matter that we are discussing today. You see, my brother and my sister, no single act out there is the unpardonable sin. No, it may sound contradictory, but both of the following statements are true. Any and every kind of sin and blasphemy will be forgiven. The blasphemy or sin against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Two different things here. One is every kind of sin and blasphemy. And the other one, the blasphemy or sin against the Holy Spirit. This is serious stuff. Well, what is the work of the Holy Spirit? Let's look at the scripture. John 16, 8 and 13 says, He, the Holy Spirit, will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He will guide you into all truth. So the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin and to guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit is Yahweh's agency for conversion. Without the Holy Spirit, no one feels a sorrow for sin, nor is anyone ever converted. Yahweh's Holy Spirit is the agent who works upon the hearts and minds of men, telling them in a soft, still voice, it is wrong, don't do it, ask for forgiveness. You see, this is what the Spirit does. It convicts you of sin. It makes you feel bad. It makes you can't sleep, can't eat, can't think, can't study. It makes you feel fearful because this is the work of the Holy Spirit, a very powerful person in the Godhead. He is very powerful. He was there with Yahweh in the beginning. And the scripture says in Genesis chapter 1, And the Spirit of Yahweh, the Spirit of Yahweh hovered over the face of the deep. In other words, the Spirit of Yahweh fluttered over the face of the deep. He was the creative agent in the Godhead at creation. He is all-powerful also, like the Father and like the Son. Oh yes, blasphemy in particular. In the particular situation, Yeshua here refers to a group of Pharisees. They said that the Son of Yahweh, the Savior, the Messiah, 
who came into this world to call sinners to repentance, to save many. For the scripture says in John 3, 16, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This very Yahweh's son, this very Messiah who came, they said that he was casting out devils in the name of Satan. That is blasphemy and that got them in problems with Yahweh because he had now turned from them. Yeshua had turned from them because this was a very serious indictment against them. Brothers and sisters, many people out there are committing sins that they know is wrong. Some are stealing, some are, are cheating, some are committing adultery or fornication, some are murdering, some are lying, some are, you, so many sins out there. And if they continue in this path of transgressing Yahweh's law, knowing that it is wrong and His Holy Spirit is pleading with them, knocking upon the door of their hearts to let Him in, and they refuse to acknowledge their sin and continue doing that, their conscience becomes so seared their hearts become so hardened and calloused that they cannot feel the guilt. They cannot feel their consciences working anymore. They are in danger of committing the unpardonable sin because they have no more urge that it is wrong nor even to come to Yahweh for forgiveness. But some people may be frightened that they have already committed the unpardonable sin. However, the fact that you are scared or the fact that they are scared or troubled with a haunting fear that they have committed that unpardonable sin, this is conclusive evidence that they have not committed the unpardonable sin or that you have committed the unpardonable sin because the very fact that you are thinking about it, it's the Holy Spirit that is making you feel that you should go to Him and talk it over with Him and confess your sins. You see, the most miserable person in the world is one whose conscience troubles him for doing wrong when he know or she know that they should do right. A miserable Christian experience is usually the result of not living up to the light that one has so that you are out there doing all sort of nonsense and provoking Yahweh and causing him to be angry with you until he chastises you and causes you to get into all kinds of problems so that you may run to him. My brother and my sister, if you are not living up to this light that Yahweh has given you persistently, consistently, you are then in danger. But the Holy Spirit's job, His job is to convict you and to reprove the world of sin. Would you say amen that Yahweh has not left us without a conscience where He can communicate with us? There's a saying that the dog eats your conscience. When the dog eats one's conscience, they don't care what they're doing. Look at the murders that are happening in this country. So many murders, over 50 unsolved murders in the last maybe 10 to 12 years. It's, it's terrible. It is a terrible thing. Many people are walking around as murderers and still seeking to murder more. And this is what is going to lead them to committing the unpardonable sin because the conscience has been pricking them. But because they have killed before, it doesn't affect them anymore. They have stolen before. It doesn't affect them. So their consciences are seared. They have calluses in their consciences and the spirit of Yahweh cannot get through to them anymore. They have committed the unpardonable sin. So we can conclude that a person whose conscience troubles him or her may solve the problem and remove the tension in one of two ways. He or she may yield to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit and respond to the promptings of the Holy Ghost by making wrongs right with Yahweh and man. 
or he may sear his conscience or her conscience and eliminate its painful promptings by silencing the Holy Spirit. And you can look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, for the Holy Spirit seals you until the day of your redemption. Do not drive the Holy Spirit away. Do not drive the Holy Spirit away. Too many people are filled with pride and arrogance and don't want to humble themselves in the presence of a mighty Father in heaven. They want to go through life feeling all pompous and dogmatic and so filled with pride that they don't want to come to Yahweh and ask for forgiveness. The person who takes the latter cannot repent. In other words, the person who refuses to acknowledge their wrongdoings and habits, they cannot repent because they continue pushing away the Holy Spirit. Their consciences have been forever made insensitive and he or she do not want to repent. That spirit is not there to draw you anymore. You are out in the world, up and down, partying, discoing, oh, involving all sorts of crime and criminal activity, gambling going to the strip club and the, the, the prostitute house or the brothel or the whole house and doing all these things and the Spirit has been pleading with you time after time. Oh yes, give your heart to me. Give your heart to me. Would you come to me and you keep pushing him away? Let me give you an idea of what this is like. Tommy had a little dove coming to him every morning and Tommy will feed the dove and he will throw the food on the ground and the dove will eat the food and, and then when he, he wanted to go a little bit further, so he began to put the food in his hand and the dove will fly up into his hand and hesitantly the dove will pick the food, the grains of rice from his hand. And he kept doing this for a few days and then the dove was very comfortable and coming to Tommy's hand. But then Tommy began to be presumptuous. When the dove would come back, Tommy would close his fist and the dove would not get the grain. And the dove will spend a few seconds, a few moments and it will fly away. Then the dove will come back the next day and Tommy will do the same thing for the next five, six days. And on the final day, the dove did not return. Tommy was sad. The dove was trained that Tommy did not want it to get the food anymore. So you see my brother and my sister rejecting the Holy Spirit as Tommy was doing with that dove, playing with that dove is endangering your soul's salvation. If you are hooked on a sin, give it up. For the Holy Spirit will not leave you without prompting you because that is his work. He came into the world to reprove the world of sin. Yes, he came to speak to you and to speak to my heart. So many of you out there in danger are in danger of committing the unpardonable sin. Many have already committed the sin and don't know that they have committed this sin. It is fearful for on the day of judgment, people who think that they'll be going into heaven will be told, depart from me, I know you not, by Yeshua, the son of Yahweh himself. So we see here that the persistent perversion, the power of choice, results in the loss of the power to discern between good and evil. Evil finally appears to be good and good appears to be evil. This is the deceptiveness of sin. This is what Satan does. That is why no sin as big as a grain of mustard seed will enter into Yahweh's kingdom. Sin needs to be eradicated from the father of sin to the last sinner. Satan himself has to be destroyed in hellfire for sin is a disease. Sin is a sickness of the human race and it has to be eradicated once and for all by Yahweh himself. 
the conscience that Yahweh has created us with has been aptly called the eye of Yahweh in the soul of man. The eye of Yahweh in the soul of man is the conscience. Listen to me carefully. It is a divinely implanted monitor that prompts men ever to live in obedience to the light that has been revealed to them. To tamper with it in the least is to risk the peril of eternal loss. Deliberate and persistent disobedience to Yahweh finally becomes a habit that cannot be broken. It is a habit that cannot be broken because you do not feel like you are doing wrong. You do not feel like it is wrong to go to the whole house or to go to the strip joint every night and to lay with these strange, filthy women. You do not think it is wrong. And for all the years you have been doing it, it becomes as if it's your habit. It's something that does not convict you anymore. You feel it is just as good as going to the supermarket and buying a can of milk. Have mercy upon those souls out there. It is not because Yahweh is unwilling to forgive, but because the one who has committed this sin has no desire, no desire whatsoever to be forgiven. Such a desire is vitally necessary to forgiveness. And even such a one has severed his line of communication with heaven in order that he may no longer be troubled by the warning calls of the Holy Spirit. My brothers and my sisters, the Holy Spirit of Yahweh. He loves you. The cheating, the killing, oh yes, the lying, the Sabbath breaking, the working upon the Sabbath day. The Holy Spirit's job is to reprove you. Even when you do not forgive your brother or your sister, he will tell you, go and forgive. Go and forgive or go and ask for forgiveness. Oh yes, my brother and my sister, because this is the work of Yahweh's Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin or convicts me of sin, what must I do? 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Would you say Amen? Oh, I thank Yahweh that He gave us this ability to recognize when we have done wrong, to run to Him. But some people, as I said earlier, dog ate their consciences. They have no feelings at all. Their hearts have been hardened like Pharaoh. And Yahweh will destroy them as He destroyed Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. However, something very important and critical has to happen. But what if someone does not confess? What then if you do not confess your sins when you are convicted by the Holy Spirit? That's a very crucial question. It's a very good question. Well, let's see what the Bible says. Proverbs 28 verse 13 says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. So if you don't confess your sins, you cannot be forgiven. If you do not confess your sins, you cannot have mercy. Your sins will follow you to the day that Yahweh will come on the day of judgment or to the day of judgment. So you must confess your sins and forsake them also. There must be a conversion, a turning away from the old way of life. There's a terrible danger in resisting the Holy Spirit, my brother and my sister. I'm talking to you out there who have backslidden from church. I'm talking to you out there, Johnny. I'm talking to the Johnnies out there. And I'm talking to the Marys out there. There is a grave danger in resisting the Holy Spirit. Resisting the Holy Spirit is so dangerous 
because it easily leads to total rejection of the Holy Spirit, which is the sin that Yahweh can never forgive. It is passing the point of no return, the point of no return, since the Holy Spirit is the only agency given to bring us to conviction. If we permanently reject him, our case is thereafter hopeless. This subject is so important that Yahweh illustrates and explains it many different ways in scripture. Brothers and sisters, we've got to make haste and do not delay to keep Yahweh's commandments when he convicts us of sin. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Run to Yahweh. Run to Yeshua. Run with all your might. And if people is in your way, push them down. Whoever is in your way, push them aside. Press forward because you will go to hell with them. So it's better that you push them out of your way and run into the arms of a loving Savior. And if they want to go to hell, by all means, let them go to hell. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16 says, Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized. Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of Yahweh. Call on the name of your master who died for you, who is interceding for you. Call upon him. Drop the sin, drop the bad habit and run into the arms of a loving Savior who is there waiting, waiting for you to come home with arms open wide. Softly and tenderly, Yeshua is calling, calling for you and for me. At the heart's portal, he is waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, my brother. Come home, my sister. You who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Yeshua is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. For in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3, it says, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Yahweh warns, it is a solemn and serious warning, that his Holy Spirit does not indefinitely continue pleading with a person to turn from sin and obey Yahweh. Be careful, my brother. Be careful, my sister. What you are doing today may cause you to lose your soul. Yahweh is not going to be always there striving with you. And that is why he destroyed the antediluvian world in the day of Noah. He said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. And he destroyed them. Many today are waiting just for that day of destruction when Yahweh will cast them into the flames of hell because they have already been given up on. It's a sad thing. It's a very sad state. Let us look at Matthew chapter 13 and verse 13. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because hearing they do not hear. So then the Spirit stops speaking to a person when that individual becomes deaf to his voice. The Bible describes it as hearing but not hearing. There's no point in setting the alarm clock in a deaf person's room. Likewise, my brother and my sister, you can condition yourself not to hear your alarm clock. Every morning you set the alarm clock to wake you up at 5 a.m. You put it to snooze every five minutes. It snoozes for 15 minutes. And every time it snoozes, you tap it and you silence the alarm clock. You do this every morning for the next month. What do you think will happen at the end of the month? 
you will be going to work late every morning because you have become conditioned to stopping the alarm, to silencing the alarm that will wake you up to get ready to go to work. So it is my brother and my sister that there will finally come when the alarm goes off that you will not hear it and the alarm is Yahweh's Holy Spirit. Don't shut off the Holy Spirit, my brother. Do not shut off the Holy Spirit. So it is, if we keep shutting him off, one day he will speak to us and we sadly will not hear him. When that day comes, the Spirit sadly turns away from us because we have become deaf to his pleadings. We have passed the point of no return. Oh yes, my brother and my sister, let us see what the scripture says in John 16 verse 8. The scripture says, And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you silence the Holy Spirit reproving you of sin and convicting you of sin, then all hope is lost. So the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit brings us new light or conviction of sin, we must act at once, obey without delay. If we obey and walk in the light, as we receive it, Yahweh will continue giving us light. If you refuse, if we refuse, even the light that we have will go out and we will be left in darkness, utter darkness. If you steadfastly refuse to confess and forsake your sin, you will eventually become deaf to the Holy Spirit's pleading and thus pass the point of no return. Brothers and sisters, this is a serious and solemn warning. Do like King David. King David, he said in Psalms 51:11, when he had committed the double sin of adultery and murder. This is what he said in his prayer of anguish. He pleaded that Yahweh would not take away his Holy Spirit from him. Why did David pray this prayer? Because David knew if the Holy Spirit left him, he was doomed from that moment. He knew that only the Holy Spirit could lead him to repentance and restoration. And he trembled at the thought of becoming deaf to his voice. The Bible tells us in another place that Yahweh finally left Ephraim alone because he was joined to his idols, Hosea 4.17, and would not listen to the Spirit. He had become spiritually deaf. The most tragic thing that can happen to a person is for Yahweh to have to turn away and leave him alone. Don't let that happen to you today, my brother and my sister. Don't let that happen to you. Paul said to the church in Thessalonica, do not quench the Spirit in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. The Spirit's pleading is like a fire that burns in a person's mind and heart. Sin has the same effect on the Holy Spirit as water has upon fire. If we ignore the Holy Spirit and continue to sin, we pour water on the fire of the Holy Spirit. Paul's weighty words to the Thessalonians also aptly apply to us today. Don't quench the fire of the Holy Spirit by repeatedly refusing to heed the Spirit's voice. If the fire goes out, we have passed the point of no return. Matthew 7.21 Not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, or Master, Master, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. So many people out there are feeling the assurance that they will enter heaven. 
But the sad reality is that many of you, many people will not be saved because they are not doing the will of Yahweh. They have cherished sin within their lives and they refuse to confess them. So then Yahweh will send them a strong delusion and they will believe that they are saved when they are ultimately lost. And there is a false assurance sweeping through Christendom today that promises people salvation while they continue living in sin and manifest no change in their lives whatsoever. So if you are out there committing a sin and you find that you cannot get it stopped and no matter what happened, people are praying for you, the church is praying for you, your parents are praying for you and you are still hell bent and committing this sin, check yourself out. Check yourself out. But Yeshua has some very comforting words for those who does his Father's will. When we accept Yeshua as master and ruler of our lives, our lifestyle will change. We will become a completely new creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Yeshua, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We will gladly keep his commandments also if we are new creatures and all things are become new. John 14, 15. And there is a glorious crown of life awaiting you and me when we live for Yeshua, when we confess our sins, when we repent and return away from a life of rebellion. There is a crown of life waiting for you and waiting for me. There is a faithful promise that Yahweh has given to us in his word. He said that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Yeshua Hamashiach. And he says also, for it is Yahweh who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Imagine the King of Kings, creator of heaven and earth, is knocking on your door and is on the outside waiting for you to let him in. Would you let him in and allow him to become your regular friend? Visiting you, caring for you, guiding and counseling you? What folly there would be should we ever be too busy or too disinterested to form a warm, loving, lasting relationship with Yeshua? For he is our high priest now. He is our mediator. But he will not always be our mediator or our high priest. He will come as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He will come to destroy his enemies. He will destroy Satan and his whole host of evil angels and all those wicked people who have given up their souls to serve Satan. So before he comes as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, please give your heart to him. Give him your heart, will you? Will you decide now to always open the door as Yeshua knocks at your heart and be willing to follow where he leads you? I hope that you will walk closer with the Master every day. My brother and my sister, my prayer for you today is that you will allow Yeshua to come into your heart. You will allow His Holy Spirit to enter in and to dine with you so that when He comes, you will have boldness to stand on the day of judgment. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. Your word is clear that you stand at the door and you knock. You are on the outside. You want to come in. But Father, I pray that you will give many out there the strength, the courage to open the door and let you come in. Their friends may laugh at them. They may ridicule them. But Father, the day is going to come when the seven last plagues will be poured out upon this earth and those friends who will ridicule them will be receiving the plagues. So Father, please give them the strength to accept you. 
Give them the strength to turn away from a life of sin so that they may become washed in the blood of Yeshua and be saved in your eternal kingdom. I pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to make them miserable, make them uncomfortable, put fire upon their heads, I pray, Father in heaven, until they cry out, I yield, I yield to you, Holy Spirit. I can no longer hold back from you. Father, this is my prayer. In your Son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tartola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284 547 4601. 